joy, peace, tranquility, vibrancy, and wellness. Isn't this what you want instead of constant stress? That's what host Rochelle Lawson is going to help you with on Blissful Living. There are many ways to reduce stress, some you may not even know about. Doesn't a little peace and tranquility sound like just what you've been looking for? Relax for a few minutes with Rochelle. She's the queen of feeling fabulous. Hello, everyone. I'm Rochelle Marie Lawson, registered nurse, Ayurvedic health practitioner, and certified meditation specialist, and known by many as the queen of feeling fabulous. And I am so excited because I want to welcome you all to Ignite Your Wellness 2014 teleconference. This teleconference will feature 18 fabulous health and wellness experts that are going to share with you some very important information about how you can be healthy and well beyond the scope of traditional medicine. These experts were hand-selected by me and are so excited to share their wisdom and nuggets of gold with you. And, you know, what's the most fabulous thing about this is this information is coming to you for free. So if you're on this teleconference, be prepared to take notes, sit back and relax, and really have a good time as you listen to these health and wellness experts share their words of wisdom about how you can be healthy and well, as well as give you gold nuggets of gold that you can take and utilize immediately in your life. Now, we plan on having um, this conference for six days, and on each day there will be three experts featured that will share their information with you. There is no other format like this anywhere on the planet, so feel you should feel honored, you should feel very happy that you're being able to give yourself this gift that is really truly meant to ignite your wellness in 2014. And it's going to be fun, it's going to be educational, and it's really going to be about helping you be the best that you can be as you walk down your path on this fabulous year of 2014. I am so happy that you are taking time out of your busy day to hang out with us and be a part of this wonderful event because without you being a part of this wonderful event, we're just people speaking and sharing our words of wisdom, but no one's listening. And that's not what we want to do. We want to share our words of wisdom with those that can utilize this information and those that we are best meant to serve. And so without any further delay, I would like to welcome you to Ignite Your Wellness 2014, and I want to introduce you to this wonderful lady who stepped up to the plate and wants to share her words of wisdom about health and well-being with you. Her name is Ashley Pearson, and she's the founder of wellnesschick.com. She received her bachelor's degree of science in dietetics from Michigan State University. She pursued advanced studies in holistic nutrition, herbology, and environmental toxins. And Ashley continues nutritional programs for her client in her hometown of Traverse City, Michigan. And virtually, she can assist you if you're anywhere in the United States. So, Ashley, welcome to Ignite Your Wellness 2014. Do you have anything that you want to say right now before we get started to this fabulous listening audience that we have with us? 
Well, absolutely. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and share knowledge and be a part of the Ignite Your Wellness 2014. And I'm uh, very honored to be here. Oh, well, we're very honored. I know I'm very honored to have you. And I didn't mention to you guys out there listening, but Ashley is going to share with us about a fabulous topic that um, when I speak, I speak about this topic and I, and I include it in what I talk about because I like to call this one, it's kind of an invisible thing that we don't really recognize or realize how much of an effect that it has on our lives. But Ashley is going to share with us about environmental toxins. And I know that um, this encompasses a lot of different things. So I just want to get started. And I want to just ask Ashley the first question. Ashley, can you please give our listeners a definition of what an environmental toxin is? Absolutely, Rochelle. It's. I think you're absolutely right. It is that invisible um, topic out there that people are starting to take notice of. And, you know, I think at one time we thought of environmental toxins as this external issue of uh, smog and um, certain parts of our country where we knew it was difficult for uh, breathing and, and that kind of stuff. But in reality, it's really within us on a daily basis. So chemical toxins in our environment come from our food, from water, beauty products, cleaning supplies. It's very widespread. And there are 84,000 different chemicals in commerce today. 200 have been tested by the EPA, and only five of those chemicals have been banned from the market since 1976. Approximately a 1,000 new chemicals will be added this year alone. So it's widespread. It's coming on quickly. And these chemicals are being linked to such disorders as ADHD, autism, diabetes, infertility, obesity, cancer. The list goes on and on, and that's just naming a few. Wow. So... um I, I want to emphasize a point that you made that I was not even aware about. You said there are like 84,000 yeah. chemicals. Oh, my gosh. And and they've only uh, tested 200 of them, and there's only five that they have that, you know, that they're making aware of that we should stay away from or be aware of. You have got to be kidding me. This is huge. It really is. It, it, it's really, it, it can seem daunting and overwhelming, but certainly giving tips to um, how people can start to um, educate themselves on toxins to be aware of and stay away from is really um, my, my goal to um, the clients that I serve and, and uh, the information that I put out there. So we're talking about more than just the typical smog. You know, in California, we have um, we have the fabulous Northern California, which I reside in, and then we have Southern California. And the L.A. area is really, really known for being, you know, I want to just say a smog haven. You know, as you descend down into the grapevine, if you've ever driven through California and, and driven into the um, L.A. basin, you as you descend down, 
the grapevine into L.A., you see the smog just sitting over the city. Um, we're talking about more than just that, right? Absolutely. These chemicals are nothing that you can see. It's really educating ourselves on their names and where they're found to make sure that we're avoiding these chemicals altogether, which the good news is we can absolutely do that. Wow, that is simply amazing to me. Um, So can you tell us um, what are some of the other type of environmental toxins that people should be aware of of beyond smog? Um, How about what are the five that um, has officially been recognized as um, as environmental toxins we should we should be aware of or we should stay away from. Well, I would say looking at just five to avoid. Where you know, if people listening out there now grab a pencil and, and a paper and write these down because these are simple solutions that you can start to look for these names on products or just know that they're in a product. You may not even see that their name's on it. Um, And you can get these out of your uh, lifestyle right now. And the first one is PFOA. So this is a shortened abbreviation for a long chemical name that is basically all of the nonstick or the nonstick coating found in baking pans and muffin tins and all of those nonstick goods that we often um, thought were so wonderful and they were touted to help uh, saute vegetables and then you wouldn't have to put butter in there. And they really touted themselves as a very healthy alternative but they are not at all healthy. They're considered a persistent chemical, which means they're long-lasting in nature and our bodies. So going back to the basics of what our grandmothers used and our great-grandmothers and baking in uh, glass and uh, getting our cast iron skillets out and using stainless steel or wooden spoons, those are the things that we really want to continue to use in our kitchens and stay away from um, nonstick altogether. And if you have those pans at home, don't panic. You can, um, you know, start to buy a few new pans here and there and start to swap those out and get those out of your kitchen because those are definitely not healthy um, in any way, shape, or form. And the second uh, chemical that I would say is uh, very important to get out of your kitchen and other places is BPA. Um, there's a mm. BPA has been in the news a lot. Um, there was a lot of discussion around BPA and um, the the bottle manufacturers, baby bottle manufacturers, saw a big um, market share drop in bottles, so they swapped the BPA out, and that's no longer in the bottles and sippy cups. Um, So this is a good plastic to get out of our kitchen in our home or anywhere for that matter. Um, Even if it says BPA-free, those uh, chemicals that they put in place of BPA are still containing chemicals with estrogen-like qualities. That was the whole reason to avoid BPA in the first place. So look at the triangle on the bottom of plastics. There's a number 
in the uh, tri- right in the middle of the triangle on the bottom of plastics. And number three is the most toxic, and seven is not far behind. So if you have to use plastic, let that be a guide looking on the bottom in that um, triangular shape for a number. Uh, absolutely stay away from three and seven. And again, um, getting plastics out of our kitchen is, uh, you can bring in the glass containers. Um, and oftentimes what you'll see with glass containers, though, and I get this question a lot from clients, is what about the plastic um, that goes on top of it, the plastic cover? Right. My, my answer is always to um, not fill the food all the way up to the top. So you want to try to avoid the food touching that plastic on on top of your glass container. And then the food that's being held in the glass um, is, you know, you're, you really have uh, a safer alternative to BPA. So a lot of times when we put tomatoes or hot food in those plastic containers, it's leaching out all those estrogen-like uh, properties of that plastic, and that's re- really leading to uh, thyroid disorders, obesity, um, and on and on with um, other other um, you know potentially bad diseases. So right, right. The BPA. Uh, the third one, again, this is a hormone disruptor as well. It's phthalates, and this is directly linked to abdominal obesity and insulin resistance. It's a chemical that's found in personal care products, shampoo, makeup, detergents, nail polish. And uh, looking at the label on those products, look for any product that states fragrance on the label. That's this chemical in disguise, and you want to avoid that um, with all you know, just avoid that. That's something that's, again, a hormone disruptor that's leading to um, thyroid disorders, increases in weight gain, and, um, again, you just want to get those out of your beauty products. Um, This chemical, um, this next chemical, uh, this would be the fourth one that I would think is uh, really uh, something that needs to be avoided, and this is astrazine. It's a chemical found in most drinking water across the United States. It's the most widely used herbicide in our country, and wow. this is linked to insulin resistance, again, increase in body weight and abdominal fat. Um, and the good news about this is this is an easy one to deal with. You can look on the um, Environmental Working Group's website, that's ewg.org, and they have a search option where you can uh, load in their water filters. It will give you a list of great filtration systems and several that will actually filter this chemical out. So that's uh, nice to, you know, they even make um, filtered pitchers that you could fill up water and it will filter this chemical out and you can just have that that um, pitcher right in your uh, refrigerator and you're not going to have to worry about this chemical in your drinking water. Ashley, can you mention that uh, website once again for the listeners? Absolutely. Uh, the name of the group is the Environmental Working Group and their website is E as in Edward, W as in water, G as in girl, dot org. So as soon as you load that and go onto their homepage, they'll have a search option 
where you can just type in water filters, and they have a great list, um, different ways to, um, they have drop-down where you can, you know, look for certain uh, chemicals that you're looking to uh, filter out, and this is um, absolutely one of the chemicals that um, they have information on filtering out. So that's a great resource. Thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. What is number five? And number five would be parabens. Again, this is another endocrine disruptor, and this is found in, again, many beauty products, makeup, shampoos, conditioners, shower cleaners. Um, These are used to prevent the growth of microbes in the cosmetics, so it's really Mm. in there to try to preserve your makeup for, you know, a lot of women keep their makeup for a long time. I know I've been guilty of of not (laughs) throwing makeup out and keeping it for longer than I should. Um, And the great thing, too, is there's companies out there that do have makeup and beauty products and home products and cleaning products that are free of all of these chemicals. Um, One company that comes to mind is Ava Anderson. You could just type in avaanderson.com, and um, she has, like I said, uh, beauty products that are are free of all of these chemicals and cleaning products and candles. I mean, anything you can think of, she she has um, a great variety of, of products. So with parabens, you also want to look for other names such as methylparaben or propylparaben. If it ends with paraben, just avoid it on your beauty products. Wow, that, that right there, those five... Um chemicals that you those five chemicals that you you just named um I think a lot of people are not aware of and how prevalent they are in everything that we utilize especially you know the nonstick cookware the stuff that's in the cleaning supplies or our um our makeup and and how as you call them endocrine uh disturbers and and how they really affect us internally uh with regards to um you know, messing up our health and well-being that we're not even aware of because we use them every single day. And they're touted as to be the next greatest thing. You know, what would you rather use, butter in your stainless steel cooking pan as you cook for the nonstick effect and add maybe a little bit of flavor? Or would you rather use the silent killer that's being touted as the next greatest you know, next greatest thing in cookware, but no one's telling you that it's got chemicals in there that I'm sure as they heat up really bond into the molecules of the food and that's what you're ingesting in. So um, that alone was golden. That that alone was golden information. Let me ask you something because you mentioned the chemical that's in the water. And I once had um, someone tell me that – and. And, and I'm sure you're aware and, and can really educate us on this as well, but I once had someone tell me that people aren't even aware of the chemicals in their water, and when you're in the shower and you're taking a nice, hot, warm shower, right, all your pores are open. Yeah. Therefore, whatever is in the water is being absorbed into your pores, into your body, into your bloodstream, and it's traveling throughout your body. Absolutely. Right? That's so so is there a specific, do you have, um, a specific, say, shower filter that you could recommend or maybe a company that people can get um, a shower filter that may help protect them just a little bit more from, an, you know, 
ingesting and getting these um, horrible toxins that we, you know, that are just become part of our system or part of our life, um, protect them from getting that in their bodies while they're taking this nice, hot, warm, yummy shower? Well, you know what? You're absolutely right when it comes to any time we're coming into contact with water. So you're right when you look at trying to filter out drinking water, um, oftentimes that's the very next thing that I'll bring up is is the inhalation of um, all the chemicals that they're putting um, or, you know, that's in the water and then we're taking mm-hmm. a shower in it. So, um, again, I would recommend people going to the website I had referenced earlier, the ewg.org site, and um, and search in there for water or, I'm sorry, shower filters. Um, they mm-hmm. have uh, great information on that site for um, really uh, the uh, buying guide for um, buying, uh, you know, water filters and shower right. filters and all of that. Um, that's such an excellent resource for making decisions such as that. So um, that is absolutely where I would I would send most people to to go and, and get information for that. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Now, I want to ask you with regards to, so you discussed these, you know, <laughs> we can't discuss all 84,000 of um, these environmental toxins and the five that you discussed are the most, you know, the ones that we really should be aware of. And I think people will start really paying more attention um, to what they're doing and what they're utilizing um, just after listening to you today. But can you just tell us how are the various ways that these toxins enter our body? I know we just mentioned about the shower, but I know um, that you can enlighten us on how they enter our body in other ways. Absolutely. Well, toxins enter our bodies via inhalation, which we were just talking about when we're in the shower and the water's heating up and we're standing under it and taking those chemicals in that way. Um, Also ingestion, so the food we eat, the water we drink, um, and absorption via our skin. So sadly, it really is like an assault every day um, with every system. And when you look at the major detoxification outlets in the human body, It's our lungs, our liver, our kidneys, our sweat glands. So it becomes an important issue to pay attention to environmental toxins because these systems are being affected. And the human body is always trying to keep itself in homeostasis or balance. So when we decrease our toxic burden, this is really essential to helping our body perform at an optimal level. Mm, Beautiful. I love it. Um, now, once these toxins enter our body, uh, what do they do once they're inside? You know, whether we ingest them or we inhale them or we absorb them, once they're inside of us, what, what happens? Well, the toxins can act differently depending on what the toxin is. And as we were discussing the five that I listed, um, a lot of those chemicals belong to a group classified as obesogens, and those are those endocrine disruptors. Mm-hmm. In adults, they're linked to obesity and thyroid impairment, infertility, um, cancer. And in children, some of these very same toxins have been linked to autism, ADHD, and behavioral problems. And it's interesting, there was a study just published 
um, in February 2014. This was published in the Lancet Neurology, and it was looking at environmental toxins on brain development in children. So as these toxins come into our bodies, they disrupt normal functions, and this leads to dysfunction. And later, uh, the disease that these are being linked to, such as, um, you know, what I, what I had just previously mentioned, obesity, thyroid impairment, ADHD. So they really come into our bodies and they don't, um, they're, they're not just sitting around not having an effect. And that's what's really, I think, what people are, are really taking notice of. And um, different groups are trying to research and, and really find out um, and, and as more and more of these come onto the market, what's actually going on? Wow. You know, um, we've had a prevalence over, mm, I want to really say, the last 14 years of childhood obesity. It can be contributed to a variety of things. You know, there's less physical activity in the schools. There's more... Um, staying inside the house playing video games so there's less physical activity, even, say, outside the home where kids used to play outside, things of that nature. The food is the food chain has been tainted, and we, I'm sure we can talk about a little bit of that as well with the environmental stuff. But um, you mentioned the obesity, and just thinking about the five uh, toxins that you, you discussed in detail you know, with us and how they affect the endocrine system. I'm wondering if there are any studies that you know about or any, if you can shed any light on the, um, the fact that these chemicals or these toxins that are now so prevalent in our everyday life, way more than when I was ever growing up as a child because we didn't have a microwave or things like that, um, if there might be a correlation uh, to... Uh, the the childhood obesity that's going on in our society today because it's just it's rampant. I mean, I see these kids, and I know there's like I said, the less physical activity, but there's also the more utilization of these products that that contain these toxins. You, would you like to share your thoughts about that, or you know of any studies or anything being conducted with regards to research in that aspect? Well, it's interesting. There has been close to fifty thousand articles and studies conducted just in the last five years on increasing um, chemical toxins in our environment. And I really think that it's the perfect storm of all of these things that are coming together right now in our society and the changes we've made so drastically over the last 40 or 50 years. So GMOs came on strong in the 80s, and um, a lot of plastics started taking the place of uh, using glass, you know, even even as bad as pop was, when I was growing up, it wasn't in plastic. So that acidic and artificial sugar and all of that sitting in the plastic, um, the prevalence of drinking water out of water bottles, plastic bottles, um, all of these things are really contributing to an onslaught of chemicals in our systems and uh, different chemicals and antibiotics and unhealthy conditions that our food supply in our country and all of that that's going on and like you said the decrease in activity and really when we think about how the body works and its natural um, 
detoxification pathway, the main detoxification pathway in the liver is the cytochrome P450 system. And this pathway is uh, very, very nutrient-dense um, to perform all of its essential duties. So if people are bringing in all of these chemical toxins into their body, they're not eating a healthy diet, they're not getting a lot of physical activity to um, detox the way of, like, sweating and and burning fat, it really is leading to... Um, more and more disorders. We see a huge right. increase in autism and obesity and all of these things. And uh, back to the cytochrome P450 system that's our natural detoxifier in the in the liver, um, this uh, detoxification pathway is also the pathway that most pharmaceutical medications are metabolized through. Mm. So this can quickly become crowded when we're taking in as many chemicals every day that we are and our liver's working to detoxify those. If, um, you know, children or adults are taking pharmaceutical meds and those are trying to be detoxified, then you add in a bad diet, they may not have the nutrients necessary for the two phases of the detoxification in the liver. So if the process isn't working properly, we're actually at a risk for sending toxins um, back recirculating in our body. And if that's the case, then, of course, these endocrine disruptors that are linked to obesity would have an effect, um, you know, keeping us obese and making it difficult to lose weight. And some of these toxins are actually fat-soluble, so they stick around in your body longer and definitely make it much more difficult to lose weight. Amazing. I, I'm just in awe of what you're sharing because um, I think it's some information that, again, a lot of people don't know about, and it's very, very important, especially when you talked about, you know, the natural detoxification process that the liver does for the body and how if we're bombarding our system with um, you know pharmaceutical medications that that basically take take up receptors that prevent um, less receptors being available for the detox, natural yeah. detoxification process, and now then we have these toxins and they're taking up. It's like having um, it's like having you know the spaghetti strainer that yeah. is already crowded with stuff, and you're trying to drain more stuff, and it's just not being able to filter. The stuff is just not being able to filter through properly. Absolutely. And so I think you gave a great visualization with regards to that, and helping people to understand that you know there are some things that they can begin to do immediately, which you shared with regards to you know switching out different things that they utilize in the kitchen and products that they they put on themselves or, you know, utilize um, throughout their day, but also, and, and of course, the water filters and things like that, but also just knowing this information, I think, aim, arms people with some powerful information that they can start to make a change in their life. And like you said, you don't have to do it all at once because that's impossible to overwhelming, but you can just do it a little by little and see the effects that it has on your body. And I, I can almost guarantee that you'll start noticing little subtle things that um, about how you feel and what's happening with the way your body is, is 
running versus how it was prior. You know, this is great. This is this is oh my gosh, I'm just like I know. I agree. I think so many clients that I talk to about this, this is the light bulb that goes off when they've tried so many different things and they feel like they're eating healthy and all of a sudden they realize, oh my goodness, I'm using nonstick pots and pans. And and they do work, um, you know, swiftly to get these things out. And really, those are just a few of the things that you can start to do is getting rid of as many sources of environmental toxins as you can. So sticking to things that are more natural, uh, glass and stainless steel and wooden spoons, if it's plastic and it has no relation whatsoever to a natural source of what we'd find on Earth, I would stay away from it. It's If you can decrease um, the the burden that these toxins are putting on our system, it's going to be so much better for our overall health. And then making sure that we follow that up with a good diet and adequate supplementation to make sure that these natural detoxification pathways in our bodies have the right nutrients to uh, make sure that that's being um, filtered out properly because if those nutrients aren't there, our bodies can't work as effectively to get these toxins out. Wow, that's that's beautiful. Thank you once again. I want to ask you, um, and and this might, you know, you can tell me, yay, you know, yeah, I can talk about this or or no, um, but you know, with regards to all the technology that we are utilizing today, um, do you have any words of wisdom with regards to the? Um, electromagnetic radiation that are, you know, coming off this wonderful technology is great, but um, I know it's hampering um, some of the abilities that we have, and and it contributes to the toxic overload. Any words of wisdom that you want to share with regards to that? Well, you know, I did just see a study come out very recently about talking about electronics and handheld devices. Um, Children today are often seen with iPods and iPads and even using their parents' iPhones to play games. And um, this preliminary study, and of course there's always going to be varying degrees of, you know, the verdict is still out if, if this is safe, but really best bet is the younger the child is to just try to um, limit um, electronics and Mm -hmm. they say um, zero to two years to have those children not have any um, access to electronics at all. So I think what we have to remember, too, is when technology like this, um, iPhones being used by uh, young people when they're still developing and, um, you know, they're they're talking right. about in these studies even how thick the cranium is in children versus adults, which would be a limiting factor to um, what's being given off by these electronic devices. And I think we can also conclude that there obviously are no long-term studies since this is really going to be the first generation that's growing up with such an onslaught of all this technology. So Mm -hmm. my advice would be, um, 
you know, studies are definitely showing to reduce exposure to to these electronics, and really they're um, linking it to increases in depression and and mm-hmm. thing like things like that, which are a little different from the chemical toxins. But of course, I think we always want to. Um, be safe and keep our children safe, and I think it's just better to be safe than sorry and and limit these um, exposures to, like you said, the electronics and um, and all of that. That's just the, probably the best way to go until we for sure know it, you know, more. Right. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I, I know that wasn't, um, you know, part of what we were going to be uh, sharing, but I just, I just thought of it, and, and because I had put that little um, seed in with regards to, you know, the less physical activity due to the fact of the electronic technology that the children have available to them today, uh, that yeah. didn't exist when I was growing up. Um, you know, good old, go, good old, go outside and play, old fashioned playing outside uh, doesn't exist like it it did back then. Um, that's true. And really... that, that's kind of the wisdom of the modern day is going back to the way things were with right. you know other generations mm-hmm. where they were getting outside and and running and and doing all these things. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to ask you, because you, you kind of put a little plug in um, in my head and in, in my bug, so to speak, and I, I want to let the seedling spring and sprout. Detoxification. You know, there's a lot of programs and people out there and celebrities and this, that, and the other that are talking about all these different types of detoxification. And what I want to ask you is, with regards to a detox program, will it get rid of all of the toxins in someone's body? I, because you, you discussed about the ne- liver's natural detoxification system and how it does that, but I know there are people out there that are saying, well, I did a detox and, you know, so on and so forth. And, and so can you just share some wisdom with regards sure. to the detoxification process and these environmental toxins that we take in? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you're absolutely right. Detoxing has become such a popular fad. And while proper detoxing is great and it's essential to the body, and many functional medicine physicians would recommend detoxing several times a year, however, um, I think really working with a functional medicine physician or um, a nutritionist that is... um, specializing in this, to really understand what type of detox your body needs and understanding the lifestyle that you're leading. Because if you just go ahead and do, a let's say, a three-day juice detox, but you're not really changing to get rid of any of the environmental toxins that I assume people are trying to detox out of their bodies, um, then you're really just doing a, a three-day juice detox, and then your body is, again, being assaulted with all of these uh, chemical toxins because you haven't made the before and after changes to have that detox be optimally effective. So I think the other thing with detox detoxes that are out there now is um, really looking for one that is going to um, make sure that it's supplying your body with all the nutrients it needs during the detoxification um, 
you know, if you're doing it for three days or ten days or really working with someone that knows exactly what's going on um, to make sure that your liver is getting all the nutrients it needs. And it's, it's like I said, the natural detoxification that our bodies do every day needs many, many nutrients. So if, um, you know, anytime we're doing something that's different, to our bodies, but we feel like it's really healthy. If we don't do it in the optimal way, then we're really not furthering the wellness that we're hoping to achieve. So um, not that I think detoxing is bad. I just think it absolutely has to be done in the right way. And, of course, trying to get those environmental toxins out and get the plastic out and get the nonstick out. So when you do finish the detox and go back into your normal way of life, you have all of the optimal, um, uh, you know, lineup in place to continue the effects of that detox. And, of course, you don't have uh, the same um, assault of those environmental toxins coming in that you started with. Thank you, because, um, you know, I, I just wanted people to be aware of that. So Absolutely. really without removing the toxic material and things that you utilize or being conscious of it and trying to, you know, slowly eliminate that out of your everyday aspect of your life. When you're doing these juice cleanses or whatever it may be, you're really just scratching the surface, but you're not really getting down into the deep cellular level that is going to be most beneficial for you, right? That's so true. Absolutely. And, um, you know, a lot of the toxins that are stored in fat, the fat-soluble toxins, are the ones that are released when we start to lose weight. And if we don't have the proper nutrients to move those out of the body, this is a lot of time what the holdup will be when someone's trying to lose weight and then they hit that plateau and they're just so frustrated and they're trying to do all the right things, but the body's really just in a at overwhelmed with the amount of toxins being released out of their fat. So it's it's really, um, it seems like such a, um, you know, a detox, like it's just easy and, and, and simple and you're drinking great juice and um, you're doing all these right things, but it, it really has to be that we're decreasing environmental toxins and we're really increasing nutrients to make sure all of those uh, toxins are actually being flushed out of the system. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing again and mentioning about the fat cells and how um, the fat cells really do hold on to the toxic material that's in our body. A lot of people don't even realize that, you know, and they don't even they don't even really put into the equation with regards to the fat cells. And so um, thank you for, you know, continuing to mention that because I think that, again, is another very important point and a lot of uh, people should be aware of that not only when you are thinking about decreasing the toxic material in your life or increasing the nutrients that you take in, you really do have to take in con- into consideration uh, the fat tissues or your fat cells because they're going to hold on to that stuff um, and, and it's not as going it's not going to be as easy to release it from them because I want to say they're like little sticky fingers. <laughs> you know, once That's it sticks to them, it's, yeah, it's a it's a it's a lot harder for that toxic material to get unstuck, especially if you don't make the changes that Ashley is mentioning um, that you can do on a daily basis. So, 
again, just you're just you just batting a thousand, girlfriend. I just I'm just loving every minute of this. It's just oh, fabulous. Good, good. I know if anyone can, you know, find a few changes to make, it's going to make such a amazing impact in their life. So I get really excited to share this information with people. And and you've got, I mean, and I'm sure we could probably do a four hour show, you know, oh, with regards sure. to. Because you've got a wealth of information, and um, and I'm trying not to veer off too much because I'm like, oh, I'm curious about this or that, but right. it really isn't about me. It really is about just getting this information out to everyone that's listening and then having them share with those that they love and care about. And I think if we do it one step at a time or one person at a time, we can make a tremendous impact on the health and well-being of our society. It just takes you know, wonderful experts like you that are willing to share their information. Um, I want to ask you, you know, we're talking, we're on the subject of detoxification and how, you know, really to get down into the, you know, the deepest levels you must consider the fat cells. And again, you know, getting rid of those those things that you use on a daily basis that can make a tremendous difference in your life. I want to ask you, um, because I'm sure someone is out there thinking this question, if they're doing a detoxification program or process and they begin to incorporate with switching out some of the things that you mentioned that, you know, can be easily swapped out, you know, over time, they begin to do that, about how long will it take? First of all, will they be able to completely rid their body of toxins? And then the second part to that question is um, about how, how long will it take for them to, uh, rid their body of toxins? Well, that's a great question, and I get that often. People want to know exactly, like, what's the time frame? And it's, you know, I guess um, the the answer somewhat varies, and it really depends on the type of toxin that's entering their body. So um, there's water-soluble and fat-soluble toxins, And the great thing about the water-soluble toxins, if there's anything great about them, is, or the only great thing I would say, is that they do move quickly out of the body. But if you're looking at some of these water-soluble vitamins, um, it's like the phthalates and the BPA and the parabens. And, you know, the BPA is all throughout plastic. The phthalates and parabens, these are found heavily in our makeup and beauty supplies and shampoo. So while they move out of our bodies quickly, this again is why it's so important to really stop that source of those environmental toxins because yes, they can move out of the system quickly, but if you're using it every day, you're just going to have a steady state of um, you know this toxin. And uh, they've They've tested urine of adults in the United States for a lot of these toxins, and that's what they're finding is low levels of these toxins. And and some physicians will say low levels aren't harmful, but I, I think that you know we've we've shown, and even how pharmaceutical drugs work, that low levels of certain medications are what the therapy is, you know, low-dose aspirin or um, certain birth control um, medications are are very um, effective at low doses. So I think that 
that's one aspect of it is um, the good news of the water soluble is, like I said, they're in and out quickly, but we need to just turn that faucet off so they're not coming in. Mm-hmm. And the other part of that is the fat soluble. Um, these can definitely, again, be um, detoxed out. It's just going to take a little more time because when we start to um, loosen those out of the fat soluble or out of the fat um, where it's stored, we don't want our body dealing with so many toxins that it's getting overloaded and unable to clear those out. So, again, staying away from um, heavy metals and um, pesticides that's why it's probably really important and one of the main points I say to people about buying organic food when they're asking, well, is organic food really better than um, conventionally grown? This is where this comes in as these pesticides that those are fat soluble. So it's important to reduce those toxins and get those out too so you can begin to break down the toxins in your body and get those out without having that faucet on and we just continue the cycle, and it's hard to get them out. So the the answer is yes, but it just takes a little bit of work to make sure that we're not continuing the assault of those toxins in our bodies. Now, this, I'm sure, is a question that people are thinking about or uh, might be a little curious about. You mentioned all the stuff that we use on a daily basis, you know, the paraben, the nonstick uh, pots, the um, the other things that we you know that we're utilizing on a daily basis. Yet they're in the products we use, and if they're not safe, then how the heck are they on the market? Yes, that's a great question as well. It's it's not well regulated by the EPA right now. And like I said previously, with eighty four thousand chemicals in commerce today, and more studies linking these chemicals to adverse events, sadly, we really can't rely on government agencies to just clear the way for us and and come out strong and say, you know, these are all terrible, don't use them. Unfortunately, in America, we have um, powerful lobbying groups that are out there with their own industry studies and putting those out there and saying no. And that's actually the study I was talking about earlier with the BPA and the low levels are are totally fine and there's no adverse events. That was actually an industry study uh, sponsored by the chemical industry that came out and stated that. So with all this conflicting information, people feel like they don't know what to believe. And I think that's the difficult part is the EPAs are probably a little behind on uh, regulating these the way that they should. So really reducing our exposure by avoiding toxins and substances that we use on a daily basis is going to be our best bet to avoid um, adverse reactions to these chemicals and a lot of the different um, diseases that they're being linked to. Fabulous, because I know there there are people asking, you know, themselves. Well, we've got these products; they've been on the market forever. If yeah. if the chemicals in them are not safe, how are they on the market, or why are they on the market? And that's just five. And like Ashley said, there's eighty four thousand, you know, chemicals and toxins out there that, you know, we can't even begin to discuss or touch on this show today. 
But um, with regards to the five that she mentioned, those are very, very important. And, you know, because the EPA is probably so overloaded or bombarded with things, um, sometimes things just get put on the back burner until there's a major catastrophe that happens that brings it to the forefront and then they jump on it. But sometimes yeah. it's just a little a little bit too late to, you know, a little bit too late, a little bit, yeah, a little bit too late or not quick enough, I, however that I saying agree. goes. <laughs> I agree. It's, you know, it's, again, better safe than sorry. And I think it's exactly. interesting, too, um, the Environmental Working Group, that website that I had mentioned earlier, EWG, they had researchers testing umbilical cord blood from newborns. Um, and what they were testing for is a substance called dioxin. And um, they tested these newborns and found that dioxins were in all of these newborns' blood. So that this was something that um, was, you know, sadly we're seeing that children are being infected by chemical toxins even in the womb. And the very next year, the National Academy of Sciences um, did a study, and they found that dioxin is a potent carcinogen. So you do have groups coming out and researching this and making definitive links. And I think that um, with as many chemicals that are out there, it's probably never going to happen that all of those chemicals are tested and, um, you know, pulled off the market or however they want to classify them as safety. But I think with consumer awareness growing and concern about some of these chemicals and plastics, people vote with their dollars and what they spend their money on and that's really the best bet if if you're concerned about these toxic chemicals which i feel you should be i say avoid them all together and that's the best way to to really put our vote in as consumers is there any um test that say the general public, if someone is interested in finding out how much of these chemical toxins may be in their system or, you know, um, how much they're ingesting in, so to speak, is there, are there any tests that a person can, any place where a person can go get tested for the levels of toxins that might be existing in them? Absolutely. Testing can be performed. And my suggestion with the testing is really to speak with a functional medicine physician if you have one. Um, if you don't, seek one out in your area. Um, this is really what functional medicine um, nutritionists and physicians and uh, really um, the providers of, of that discipline know so much about and you really want to be with someone qualified that knows how to run the toxicity panels and these tests um, these toxicity panels are available via blood or urine and there's some really great tests available that can uh, really look at these different type toxins that we are uh, coming in contact with and when we're working with a functional medicine physician or nutritionist or someone that's really uh, well-versed in this um, area, the great thing is they can tailor approach to anyone's specific needs in regards to um, the detoxing they may need to really get the rest of those detox 
um, or I'm sorry, those toxins out of their system. I mean, maybe someone's heavy, uh, they have a lot of heavy metals or um, it's some other toxin, they can really tailor that approach and um, help with a good detox program, great nutrition and supplements. And that way um, the burden's a little bit lifted from the consumer that's just trying to figure all this out and go to someone qualified, you're going to feel so much better about the uh, outcome and, and getting these toxins out. So absolutely, I think testing is great. Thanks for sharing that. And I just want you to I want you to just explain to someone someone out there that may not really know what a functional medicine doctor is. Can you just briefly tell the listeners what that what that really is, if it's different from their regular primary care provider. Yes, and um, and just to say off the bat, too, I think of all the people that I talk to around the country, it's amazing how many people um, actually do work with a functional medicine um, provider of some sort, um, as well as uh, a primary care. So I think a lot of people are looking for that duality today, which I think is wonderful. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think it's wonderful. So um, functional medicine are these treatments are are really um, involving all of the body systems, and it's really considered more holistic or alternative medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, the the medical practice of functional medicine is really looking to focus on optimal functioning of the body and its organs. So they often will look at a symptom and try to find the root cause. And um, it's just a different approach from Western medicine. It's not to say that Western medicine's bad. And like I said, of all the people that I talk to throughout the United States, I really really feel that this is an increasing trend where people are looking for a functional medicine physician. And some of the leaders in this field are like Dr. Mark Hyman. Um, There's another, um, Dr. Sarah Friedman. Um, So there's many doctors that have like best-selling books and certainly, um, you know, going on like Dr. Hyman's website, I'm sure that um, even Googling functional medicine physician, uh, that's a great start to finding um, different physicians or um, practitioners in your area that really specialize in this great field. Thank you for sharing that. I, I mean, I I appreciate it because I know people probably, there might be people out there listening to the teleconference and they may not even realize what that is or if it's different from their normal primary care provider. So just want to make sure everyone has as much information as possible, um, you know, from you so that they can, you know, take the necessary steps to just make their health and well-being just a little bit better. Now, um, we're coming to the end of our time with Ashley. And so, Ashley, I just want you to share with uh, the people out there listening um, how someone can get in touch with you or follow up with you or, yes, you know, possibly work with great. you. Absolutely. I, I would love to hear uh, from anyone who has further questions about environmental toxins or other um, questions related to their nutrition and health in that way. And um, on my website, wellnesschick.com, I have a contact me form, and I also have a um 
you know, a free download on that about environmental toxins that, um, you know, certainly people are welcome to uh, read more about that. But um, the contact form is great. You can fill that out and get a hold of me via um, email or um, phone. Those are both listed on my um, website. So that's probably the easiest way to remember is wellnesschick.com. So, yeah, that would be great, and I would certainly love to talk to anyone who has more questions. Well, thank you so much, Ashley, for sharing your words of wisdom, your knowledge, your information with all of us. Um, I definitely learned a lot, and here I am, a healthcare professional and, you know, an Ayurvedic health practitioner and really learned um, a lot about the environmental toxins and how they exist in all aspects of our everyday life and things that we can do to, you know, get rid of them or limit or eliminate them or reduce them um, little by little so that we can have much more healthier, a much more healthier liver <laughs> and, um, you know, much more healthier body. And so I just want to thank you for being part of Ignite Your Wellness uh, teleconference. And I want to thank, thank all of the listeners out there. I know you probably really, really got some golden nuggets from Ashley because she was actually – pure gold. I mean, you can't get this information from your primary care provider. Granted, as much as they may want to give it to you, they just don't have the time and it is really not their expertise. And that's one of the reasons why I decided to put Ignite Your Wellness together to be able to share with you experts that can give you information that you just can't get in the 15 or 20 minutes that your doctor has to share with you. And these experts are here because they want to help you have the best life that you can possibly have. And the number one way to do that is to be healthy and well. So, again, I want to thank all of you for listening. My extreme heart um, felt joy goes out to Ashley. And um, just stay tuned. We have more experts that's going to be sharing with you. And please feel free to share the uh, website with uh, your friends and family and all of those that you love and care about uh, because I guarantee they will not be disappointed. As you can tell, Ashley brought it and she hit a home run. They will not be disappointed with the information that we are providing to you all. So I just want to mention that is um, igniteyourwellness.com. You can register or have your family and friends register at igniteyourwellness.com. Again, thank you, Ashley. And thank you, you can, Rochelle. Again, you're very welcome, my dear. And you can get Ashley and, and, and you can get more of Ashley at www.wellnesschick.com. I highly suggest that this is something that you want to learn more about or you want to work with her or just talk to her. Um, please contact her and connect with her at wellness chick.com and again thank you all for listening i so appreciate you and i appreciate you taking time out of your day to do this and goodbye for now everyone you can find out more about rochelle on her website rochelle lawson r-o-c-h-e-l-e lawson l-a-w-s-o-n or at healthhealingwellness.com or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you and of course you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.